This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. We are joined now by Dr. Mpumalilunube, who is the head of the department and a senior lecturer at the Department of Social Work at the University of the Free State. We're talking sibling rivalry. Is it normal? Is it healthy? How does it manifest in your own family? Is there rivalry between you and your siblings, especially the extended family? Because, you know, there's there's no word for cousin in, in African languages, really. So it's usually your brother and sister. But that makes it extended family. How do you deal with rivalry and where does it emanate from? Please do join in on the conversation as an A-teamer on 086-000-2032 or you can WhatsApp 614 104 SMSs can be sent to 41391. Dr. Mbomadele thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Are you there, Dr. Ngobe? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Can, can you hear me? Now it's much clearer. Good evening. Thank you for joining Okay, me. thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, so Tony. How are you? Strong. How are you doing? No, I'm surviving. Thank you for asking. Well, sibling rivalry, where does it come from? Um, thank you very much um, for inviting me. And now we're talking about sibling rivalry. Um, and in most cases, when we talk about this um, phenomenon, it is used, uh, usually looked at from the from the negative um, from the negative side. Yes, it, it is um, negative, but it also has got um, positive uh, positive elements to it. There's an there's a psychology behind it. Um, you, you you realize that you, in in most cases, children as they grow up. They usually um, want to find their footing within the, the, the space, the family space. Uh, they want to find themselves the uniqueness about uh, themselves, about each other. They want to com- compete um, for parental attention, be it uh, the father or the mother, or even if it's a single parent, they are just, uh, sometimes they want to compete for that particular attention. Sometimes they want to, like I indicated, the uniqueness, the element of uniqueness, wanting to stand out. So as a result, they end up getting into um, this um, competition as, um, as siblings. And as I indicated, that it is not necessarily um, a, a, a bad thing, but in most cases, maybe before I even indicate um, uh, this is the positives um, of, of sibling rivalry. It is important maybe to highlight some of the forms um, of, um, of how it manifests itself. Um, you, you, you Be- know before we go pro- to the forms of manifestation, Dr. Ngube, um, yes, you know when you were talking about where it emanates from, emanates from, it sounds like mm-hmm. it's the siblings themselves who put themselves under pressure. But can't parents also have a hand in it um, due to favoritism? Yes, it does. Um, that's, that's also uh, correct. Uh, in fact, it comes from different angles. Um, and here I only highlighted one, one angle where they are competing for parental attention and, of course, uh, emanating from within themselves. But also, as you indicated now, that sometimes the source could be the parents being um, in, in, in the way in which they handle them, being uneven. You know, sometimes they are, they are showing more love to one child um, as opposed to another. Sometimes, even if it's not, if, if it's not 
but now the way in which they they deal with um you, you know sometimes children um you know they need to be disciplined how they discipline them you may find that the child is is more stiff-handed when it comes to one child and uh, a little bit um relaxed when it comes to another child so that when it's on when it happens over a period of time it, 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 look when it happens for the first time the child might say wait maybe it was just a you know once off and but when it becomes recurrent in, in, in that way the children tend to pay attention to that and in no time they'll quickly pick it up and they might even verbalize it to their parent to say but this is what i'm observing so once they begin to verbalize it as a parent sometimes you may, may have done it unconsciously but now that it has been brought to your attention you now need to be aware of it and with the progression of time, you need to be um, to be mindful of how then you treat them. Because should it then, uh, you know, stick in them that you you, you are treating them unfairly, then that uh, that rivalry, uh, you know, it, it takes shape and you begin to see children competing or fighting amongst each other. Because one thinks that, you know what, my mom or my, my, my father favors you, and for that reason I'm going to fight for my own space. And, and, and it kicks off. Sometimes you see this coming as children grow, but sometimes it can last for you know, for, 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 for a lifetime, we know of families, particularly from, from where I stand as a social worker dealing with uh, different social, psychosocial issues, um, we know of families where, you know, this will, it will um, eventually affect them even when they are grown and they can't even relate to each other in a manner in which normal siblings will, will relate to each other. Sort of. You were talking about how it manifests, right? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it is important for us to talk about that. But uh, let me remind you, A-teamers, as you are listening, join in on this conversation. Uh, how's your relationship with your brother or your sister? How is uh, the relationship that you see amongst your own children, if you have? Is there any rivalry? How do you deal with it? Especially from the older siblings who want uh, authority over everything. Um, and the younger siblings who want grace on everything. And then some are just left wanting, and then rivalry, bitterness, fighting ensues. Let's share our experiences and maybe even advice on how we can better relationships amongst siblings. 0614-104107. That is our WhatsApp number. All right, uh, so how does it manifest, Doc? Yes, and when I say these things, totally, I'm, I'm I'm speaking from experience. Well, uh, you know, you know, taking my mind back from the time when I was uh, as a child growing up with my own siblings, so I've got that experience. Secondly, you know, raising two um, young children, one, you know, my first born is, is 12, and uh, my second born is 10, and I'm, I'm I'm experiencing this on a daily basis. And as we're speaking now, I can even hear them, you know, the way in which they are playing in the background. You know, and in most cases, you know, there'll be that tackling and bickering uh, amongst themselves. And sometimes you have to, you know, call them to order to stop it because uh, if it is not attended to, it may end up getting out of hand. Sometimes it comes in the form of name calling. You know, I, I see this and I remember this morning I was talking to my children. You know, it, 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 it may appear as though they are playing, but you know that, you know, sometimes, um, you know, there's a deeper meaning to it if you really pay attention to it. Sometimes it's verbal or, or even physical fighting, you know, real physical fighting. So as a parent, you need to, be, you know, pay attention to how your children relate to, to each other. And um, it's not always um, in, in that violent manner, because sometimes you may find that, you know, you're raising children and um, they always keep to, to their own spaces 
One doesn't want to be disturbed in their room. If they've got different rooms, they don't want to be disturbed in their rooms. Um, if the other one gets into the another one's bedroom, they start fighting and so forth and so on. So they end up choosing to be in, in their in in, in 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 separate spaces so that they don't disturb each other. So it is our role as parents to always be mindful of how your children um, are, are being raised and they are coming up. Then it becomes a blessing if you realize that you, you know your children are not doing that. But remember, we say this is not always negative uh, because it also teaches them certainly um, um, skills, you know, you know, skills, valuable skills of how to, you know, defend, sometimes defend yourself, defend your space as you're growing up. Um, because if you don't learn these skills within your, 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 the comfort of your home, you might find the, the child struggling even at school. What they do here at home, they may actually use those skills even when they get to school or even when they are older uh, at a workplace or everywhere else where they go certainly. Let's go to a quick break and we'll be back. The number to interact with us on is 0614-104-107. We are speaking sibling rivalry. How are things like in your household? I'll tell you, I'm a middle child and you're... Let's be a middle child. Uh, you, you see it all. So let me know how it is in your home. It's a 23.23, if uh, that means anything to you. Uh, the time is speaking. This is Late Night Conversations. I'm Patricia Nongulegwantuligamandula, and we are in the closet speaking sibling rivalry. Is it normal? Is it healthy? Our guest is Dr. Mpumele Lungube, who is HOD and Senior Lecturer at the Department of Social Work for the University of the Free State. Dr. Ngube, thank you for staying with us. Thank you very much, Scott. I'm going to introduce someone who's in the studio. I did say when we started the show that I've got some uh, visitors uh, here in the studio, some guests. Um, my husband's nephew, Lunga Dunga, all the way from the Eastern Cape. Lunga, thank you very much for joining us. So we are talking sibling rivalry. You're here with your siblings, right? And I just want to understand, is everything happy in the home front? Does everyone respect everyone's... Uh, position and according to tradition because I know you're a very traditional family yeah um, firstly let me correct the A team and uh, Dr. Ngobe as well uh, the producer and my siblings uh, it's not always a smooth ride you know because um, there's a birth ride there's a parenting involved and there's society involved as well so it's not always a smooth ride so you one needs to to introduce the, the parents to to be the one who who's leading the everything. Uh, the thing is, uh, it's the parents who can control everything. Like introducing the, the, the birth order. Uh, this one is older than you, then you need to respect. Even though th the other one is younger than you, then you need to respect as well. So so I, I think it's that. So you are putting a lot of uh, responsibility on parents. Yes. Um, uh, do you feel that has brought stability into your own family? Yes, it has, because I personally uh, was raised by my aunts, you see. So because my father worked away for a long time, and then he came back as a pastor, and still when he came back, I was already a, a man. So there was not much for him to do, because already I'm a parent as, uh, at, at, at that time. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I think my aunts, they, they played a big role, even though there are conflicts, because conflict is healthy in a way. Yeah. Yeah, conflict is healthy in, it's healthy in a way. So um, they played a huge role because you... You, you get to understand someone else's position or your sibling's position if you get to be involved in a conflict and also respecting each other, respecting each other's views and trying to understand. Dr. Ngobe, uh, you can hear our other guest um, who is Ulunga Dunga uh, speaking to us about the role of the parent and how the parenting role that he was exposed to helped bring alignment, especially when it comes to birth order? Yes, uh, that's very important, Sotole. I'm, as I'm listening to him now, I'm thinking that, you know, a, a parent, as I indicated earlier on, it plays a mediation role and introduces some values within, within the family and is bringing one critical value, the value of respect, you know, introducing respect within discipline discipline must know that they need to respect each other. Of course, they, they respect each other in terms of, you know, you know they have a best order, but they also need to understand that each individual, is, although they are born by the same parents, each individual is unique in their own right. And their uniqueness needs to be understood by everybody within the family. And once you understand that, no matter how young they are, understand their uniqueness and treat them at that level, understanding what, and understanding how they are different from everybody else. That is very important that it speaks to respect if you fail to respect the uniqueness of one child they will sooner or later pick it up that they are not being respected and the way in which they will respond will be in the manner in which they perhaps they might even retaliate so you don't want to to to, to introduce that kind of an, an element within the family and where, where where opinions are concerned there will always be a difference within opinions you know you are discussing there are different issues within the family you've got different opinions Every opinion needs to be respected. And if there is a conflict, as a parent, you need to ensure that every conflict is resolved peacefully. If you fail to introduce that understanding that every conflict is resolved peacefully, siblings will begin to fight because they know that in order for me to be listened to or to assert myself, I need to fight. And sometimes these fights, as we indicated earlier on, they can be um, you know, physical and then things can um, you know, go peer-shared. So it's important to, to be mindful of the value that you want to introduce within your family and ensure consistency in, 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 in attending to those. Sotole. Now, there's also the, the, the words healthy conflict. Conflict is healthy that Ulunga used, uh, Dr. Ngube. And mm -hmm. you said there were pros and cons to sibling rivalry. So is conflict healthy? Yes. Um, yes, there is a second degree of conflict that is healthy. So once you you, you reach um, or, or you go beyond a certain line, there's a line that you, you can't you can't go beyond. You know, we usually call it call it the Rubicon. Once you go beyond that line of conflict, then you know that there is no turning back. Now it, it, it turns from being healthy to you know to being conflictual, and of course you know it, 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 it introduces an element of animosity um, between the siblings. So it, it can only be healthy if it is al everybody is allowed to actually share their op opinion, and we allow them to, as I indicated, we allow them to be to be wrong. 
you can't always want one one everybody to be right. Allow an individual to be wrong, and sometimes you also know that as a, as a different person, as another person, you are a person of on, on your own. Sometimes you can be wrong as well. Accept that you're wrong. So if you are able to respect those boundaries, then you know that you know you 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 you're within the realm of you know health health conflict. So what you need to be mindful of is that you don't jump, that you don't go beyond that to be comfortable. I've got a message here. It uh, says, Hi, I am Temba from Guiani in Limpopo. I'm a last born at home and I have a rivalry with my brother who's the third born in our family of six. We don't get along because he's so bossy and wants to everyone to be scared of him at home. I'm going to come to you, Lunga. Um, what number are you in your hierarchy? I'm the second born. Okay, and then there's others who are younger, and yeah. there's one older than you. There's one older than me, and there's four who are younger than me. So it's a big family. Yeah, it's quite a big family, but I didn't grow up with them. I grew up with my cousins, uh, Zikona, Bongiwe, and Mlondolozi, who are also here. Okay, so these cousins that you grew up with, plus your siblings, you play a role amongst all of them. Yes. Uh, and And how do you... Have you ever had conflict, like what Temba is describing, that there's between him and the third born, there's constant fighting? Have you ever had such? And if yes, how was it resolved within the family? Was it the fam, the parents who stepped in? <laughs> to be honest with you, yes, there, there, there has been a, a couple of conflict. The thing is, um, we are now grown, and this conflict, they come up now as we are grown because myself and and uh, my my younger cousin we are almost the same age so n- now if you are the same age then there is that kind of a uh, who's older than who and then so i think it comes to to that that he, he also needs to be heard and i also need get needs to be heard so it's it's that thing where there is just a small gap between uh, between the ages of the siblings, and that creates a, a challenge. Yes, quite uh, but a lot then of it. W- that will then mean family comes in and and resolves it. Yes, uh, Doctor Ngobe, with such conflicts that happen, uh, just like Temba has described, how do we solve them? How do we ensure that out of six children, it's not two who are bickering and fighting all the time? Yes. No. One one important thing again, um, we, we've we've highlighted the role that is being played uh, by a parent. Always uh, try as a parent to ensure that you do things together as a family, as a unit, um, and ensure that you know every person has got their role and each role contributes to 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 the next role done by somebody else. And once you bring your different roles and everybody has, has played their different roles, then you see how you contribute to the greater good of the family. So in that way, everybody sees how they are valued in that way. But again, depending on on the ages of the, of these siblings that are fighting, if they are older, again you need an adult who is able to sit with them down and understand exactly the genesis of this. Um, you know this fighting, uh, this rivalry between between them. You know, once you get to understand, and you, then you need to be have skills of dealing with this conflict. You know, in such a way that after that, no one will feel that perhaps you sided another. 
you 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 understand. And as you sit down to to resolve this conflict, before you even start resolving it, the first the first step to resolving it is to understand what they want to achieve at the end of that discussion. It, because don't just jump into into conflict resolution without understanding what each part wants to um to to gain at the end of it. And then once you've got that, then you you you, you the discussions you gravitate towards the aim or the goal that you established at the beginning of the of the discussion. If you can't handle it as a parent, um then you 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 may want to look for a brother within the family like in somebody who's who's older or and with more wisdom to to assist. If you can't get somebody within the family you can even go for professional help. We are there as, as social workers, the psychologists are there. Um, and of course, within your um, organizations such as uh, you, you know your churches, um, you may want to find people who may want to assist in that regard. It also depends on the aging uh, of the siblings that we're talking about socially. Now, I'm coming back to you, uh, Lunga. You are now a parent, you mentioned earlier. Yes. You are managing to navigate the sibling rivalry amongst yourself and your siblings. But as a parent, how are you making sure that your uh, experience in sibling rivalry does not manifest to your children? What is it you're doing to encourage them to be in unison? Um, first of all, uh, I'm not with them all the time because uh, I'm working out of town. And uh, so I'm only with them during school holidays. You see, I'm only with them with, uh, during school holidays. So um, it's only a short space of time that I spend with them. So it, it, that's, that's just a chance for me to, to spoil them equally, uh, not to show that um, I'm favoring this one because uh, my older daughter is nine. She'll, she'll be nine on the 19th of February, and then my younger daughter will be five on the 10th of March. So the younger one is always nagging and all that, and the older one is, doesn't really care about everything, you see. So I always try to, to treat them equally and not to show any um, favorism uh, between, between the two of them. Dr. Ngobe, sibling, uh, sibling rivalry, when we don't fix it uh, amongst ourselves as siblings, it will trickle down to the relationship that our children have with each other. So, for instance, Lunga's um, family, him and his siblings, if they don't get along, it will trickle down to their children, who are now cousins, that they might not end up getting along. Um, does this happen often, or is it something I'm just imagining is possible but not uh, happening in our society? It's not only imaginary, um, um, uh, so tall. Uh, it takes a certain level of um, maturity for individuals who are bickering when they're growing up from childhood maybe to, to early adulthood. Once they get to early adulthood, they may resolve to say, you know what, we, we, we grew up um, in an environment where we used to fight, but now let's resolve this so that it doesn't affect our children. But most often than not, if you, you couldn't resolve it into your adulthood, it's most likely going to affect your children. Why does it affect your children? Because you were fighting with your, 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 your sibling. You had this rivalry with your sibling. So what usually happens is that you tend to move away from each other. Even you relocate, go to a different place altogether, trying to move as far away from a sibling as possible. And once that happens, you even minimize visiting each other. Once you do that, you realize that your children will grow up not having that close um, relationship with their aunt or their auntie in that, in that regard. And if, if, that, if that's the case, it also 
also affects their relationship with their or their cousins. So in the long run, you will know that you have got a, a distant relatives elsewhere, uh, and eventually, you know, these may be relatives that will be lost with the progression of time. So, but it's important as black people, we know that this is this a family unit is very important. You do not want to see your your, your children growing distant from from their cousins um, elsewhere. So it's important to address it, nip it in the butt when you can, when you still can. Sometimes we let these things go on and on, you know, with a lot of pride. Sometimes in us, or sometimes in our in, in, in our siblings, you know, it takes shape. So if, if that happens, you know that yeah, unfortunately the end will be um, sour, as we indicated it now so totally. So you spoke about the negatives and the positives of the sibling rivalry. Maybe let's go through some of them. Yes, with regards to the um, positive, as we indicated earlier on, the positive sometimes, you know, if these um, healthy um, sibling rivalries that will happen in families, you realize that it creates a lot of a lot of competition, but this this being health competition, and you see that sometimes even when they get to school, because they are very competitive, they are used to being competitive even at school at home. They take that uh, with them even when when they go to school. It tends to assist them in, in even improving their grades in school, or sometimes in athletics because they are used to this at home you know they, they become very competitive in that in that regard so that is um the positive part um of sibling rivalry and i indicated in on that sometimes it assists uh, in, in, you know a child to be assertive uh in their own space that is very important because you don't want the child, child who's timid and can be pushed uh, to any direction by anyone you don't want that but of course, the negatives are exactly what we indicated that um, sometimes it may, you know, even get out of control and to a point where they they fight physically. I, I know of, um, you know, I have clients at some point in time who couldn't even speak to each other when they go to these family um, gatherings. And they'll get there and or, or every now and then there'll be somebody who has to stand in between them because they could easily fight. So it's important to be mindful of this. If the parents are still alive, these are the things that they need um, to address. And it also affects uh, even the, the well-being of parents. Imagine so totally as a parent, you've got your children who are always bickering and fighting amongst each other on a daily basis, no matter what the age might be. You know, but if they're always fighting, it affects your, your psychological well-being. It affects your emotional well-being as you see there. So you need to address this and even let your children know that this is how this is impacting on your health uh, as, an, as an adult. And usually these children, they tend to care about their parents. So they, they, they tend to avoid, you know, fighting amongst themselves, especially in your presence. But they might do that in your absence, certainly. Let me come to you, Lunga, for your closing thoughts and also encouragement for siblings because there is a lot of rivalry and some of it is uh, is founded on, on certain facts. So what are your words to encourage our A-teamers? Because it seems like you've got a formidable family that has uh, taught you well and guided you well and you're doing the same with your own children. Yeah, um, my voice is a bit shaky because I've never spoken on uh, national radio before. <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah, a first so, time for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a great opportunity. Um, my last thought is that um, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be corrected by your younger sibling. There is nothing wrong to that. It's not going to um, lower your dignity or take away your dignity because your younger sibling is correcting you on what you did wrong. And listening to each other, you know, it, it's it's not always gonna be the the thing of what's gonna if we're planning some sort of a, uh, whatever is gonna happen to the family, and then 
uh, your views are most important than the others. No, you you need to listen to each other and take each other's views as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's some yeah. good advice, Lunga. Thank you. Uh, and you did very well, Th seeing that this is your first time on national radio. Thank you, Auntie. All right, uh, Dr. Ngobe, as we continue with our conversation, how do we mend broken sibling relationships? Because there are some deeply broken ones, and they've been broken for years, with sometimes good reason. How do we start mending them? And is yes. it even worth mending if a person has been extremely abusive to you? Yeah. Every relationship is worth amending, totally, especially if it's a family rela relationship. It is it's worth amending. Uh, so the, 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 the first step would be to, you know, you, you must have willing individuals to say, yes, we want to mend this, uh, this relationship. It's, it's not even worth attempting to mend them if none of them is willing to have been um, attended to. Um, but if there is one, if there can be one or both of them willing to do that, then as I indicated earlier on, that get a, get a, a parent, get a professional, um, get somebody who can assist, and then you, you mend this relationship. It's important to have strong family ties because you tend to draw from each other's, um, you know, positives, draw from each other's um, uh, energies. Uh, and sometimes I've seen good family, um, you know, families where they've got so, such tight bonds amongst themselves. They, they, they come up with different projects. If they have to assist parents, they come together, they, 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 they pull funds together, they, they assist their parents, and you look at them and, and marvel at them and say, yes, this is exactly what it's supposed to be. But then you see these toxic ones where they can't even, even when one needs help, they can't even pick up a phone and call their brother or call their sister to say, hey, I need help. They can't do that because they've been fighting from time immemorial and they can't start doing it now. So it's important, and that it becomes only negative. It doesn't save you any good. And as we indicated that, you know, it has got a ripple effect even to the next generation. So you don't want to be in that kind of a... a, a and yet there will be family members who say, you know what, um, I fought with my sister. I don't want this to be mended. And uh, the best thing that can happen to me is never to talk to my sister or to talk to my brother. You know, that if you were to come to me for an advice, I'll say that is the worst thing you can ever wish for. There are good, of course, there are good reasons that you may advance why you don't want to speak to your sister, why you don't want to speak to your, to your brother. But everything can be, uh, can be sorted out. It, especially if you are still alive, you are still in your body. It's, it's worth, you know, attending to these issues and solving them out. Because if you don't get to attend to each other, you know, virtually sometimes we usually talk about the spiritual dimensions of these things. Even in the spiritual realm, there's no way in which you can get along because our lives don't end in these physical bodies. In the spiritual realm, it will continue and it can cause a lot of problems for those who are left behind. Wow, Dr. Ngobe, now you're going to a very deep part of this uh, conversation. If you're saying spiritually, it can affect um, you know, those who are left behind once uh, the rivaling siblings have passed on. And I think this is what we don't understand or maybe we don't consider uh, as a possibility uh, when we are having these rivalries. So it's better to, to fix them. But some wounds are very deep. Some wounds are very mm -hmm. deep. You hear of stories of, you know, uncles raping their nieces and nephews. So th those are their brother or sister's children. And that mm -hmm. can cause a rift that would never be, oh, well, maybe, yes, you can forgive it. But you never know how to forgive it because there's a child who has been marred. 
their siblings who have stolen from their siblings. So, because deep. Yes, you you are very right. And as we're speaking, there may, may be HMRs one listening and saying, yeah, that they are talking about me. You know, it, 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 you know, you can never forgive somebody who has raped your child under no circumstance. And and and, and, the, and, the, and the, a person who raped your child, you know, it deserves it, it the worst thing you can ever think of. But of course, it is not up to you to take the law into your own hands. So the best thing you can do is just to keep your distance. In that way, you are justified, you know, and nobody can really force you to come in, into terms and start speaking with this individual. That is understandable. There is somebody who will have killed a family member and um, for reasons that, you know, perhaps you can, you know, think that, you know, it was, it was not necessary. And under no circumstances is it necessary to kill another person. So such are, are, are examples of deep-seated, you know, um, wounds that can never be healed. So sometimes, yes, on such deep levels, you can always say, you know what, maybe it's best that we, we keep our distance, we don't, we understand that we've got an uncle who stays wherever they stay, we don't have to, to visit them. Yes, they are part, we can never erase, we can never cleanse them from, from our blood, but let them stay in their lane, in their space, we'll stay in our own space. For me, that is justifiable, so totally. But all, all these other, you know, you know sources of, of, of anger or, of, or, or hatred that individuals might have, you know that I'm, I'm not that deep. You know I will urge you know individuals to say reach out to your family member and get somebody to assist you so that you mend this. If they took your money, you can always talk about this. If they, you know, these things that can be can be uh, amended. But these other deep things totally. You are right. I'm, I'm with you in that corner. Say maybe just leave, leave them. But do not harbor anger because you know what anger does to an individual. Anger is just like a poison. It doesn't hurt the person that you 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 angry at, but it eats you inside. You know, you see yourself losing weight because of this anger that you have for another person. So I advise that while you can't, uh, you know, mend your relationship with that person, but try and accept that it happened and it's beyond your control. You cannot fix it. Things that are beyond your control do not even, you know, waste your time trying to think about them over and over again because it will only hurt you. Let's go to a voice note. Yo, Patricia, there are those relationships between siblings, relatives that can be mended, those that can be repaired, especially that those that happen because of those people who have evil heart. You know, I think the rivalries that you're talking about are understandable there. There are those that happen, especially when the parents have passed on. Because now so-and-so wanted this house, wants these cars. Now those evil people just come out and then they don't want anybody. I so wish that one day we'll have a professional just to make us understand what does the law say about that. That an aunt or an older brother can just kick everybody out of a family home, you know? Oh, I hear you, Atima, having a discussion around inheritance and uh, the rivalry uh, that is read during inheritance. I think that's a conversation for mm-hmm. another day. Dr. Ngobe, uh, give us your closing thoughts around sibling rivalry. 
Yes, yeah, I think the, 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 you, 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 you responded well to the ATMA that, you know, there are laws that govern the estate um, of a deceased person um, if they've got people that they've left behind. And like you indicated, it's a discussion for another day. But of course, as I indicated, that when look at the source of your of your anger or your rivalry with your sibling, um, and if it's something really that can be dealt with, for instance, even sometimes if it's issues that have to do with estate, get professionals to assist you. It can be resolved. I think the law is saying that regard, it can be resolved. Um, if it's um, if, if it's um, any other issue, sometimes it's issues that you can't even de- define to this day. It will be important to say, you know what, we haven't been speaking to each other for for the longest of time, and I, I have even forgotten why we we stopped talking to each other. Then you 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 stop resuscitating those relationships. You relate to each other. You talk to each other, and you make names, and life continues. It's important. You, as I indicated earlier on, it's always a positive to have people whom you can rely on within the family, uh, or even if you are not relying on them. People, if you know that I've got all my siblings, although we are not that close but I'm not fighting with anyone and they are not fighting with me. That feeling, it gives you a good feeling within you that I'm at ease, I'm at peace with my siblings. So if, this, if, if the source of your rivalry is uh, things that can be, uh, you know, take it, can be repaired, please get somebody to assist you. If sometimes, if you think you can do it on your own, just do it. If you can't do it, get a professional. They did fit a wound, again, Get, um, go for counseling so that you can be assisted to deal with this pain that is within you. Uh, do not leave it hanging for too long because it just, harm, it just harms you. It, it will also harm your children and the, the, the subsequent generations. Thank you so very much for joining us, Dr. Ngube. How do we get in touch with you? Okay, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, you find me, you find me on Facebook, um, you can find me um, on Instagram, you can find me there as well. Um, but of course, as we indicated, I'm with the Department of um, Social Work, the University of the Free State. You can look at our website, you'll find me there as well. So totally. By the way, I love the song that you played um, when we started the show. I know it's a song that you chose and it was very <laughs> relevant, uh, talking yeah. about how we should uh, still be, uh, you know, loving and respecting each other as families. Thank you for sure. choosing it. Thank you very much, Totoli. Hey, teamers, can we go home? We'll see each other when it is uh, the 1st of February. A new month, a new beginning, uh, second month of the year. It is, uh, yeah, the month of love, that's what they're called, but it's also Africa Black History Month. It's uh, Bob Marley Month. There's so many things happening. Um, African Union Month. There's a lot happening in the month of February. So let's uh, make sure that we keep our ears glued to SAFM throughout for great content and information and knowledge. From the team and I, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.